0: I will be joining the brotherhood of Duke University. Yeah!
1: School he has chosen, I know it's down to five, James. Florida State, Kansas, Kentucky, Memphis, and Vanderbilt. The number one safety in the country, Landon Collins will play his ball
0: where? I'm gonna go Roll Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Five Star Podcast. My name is Cameron Sullivan and I will be your host. For today's episode, we're going to be talking with Prospect High School head basketball coach John Camardella to discuss many things in the world of high school and college sports. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am now joined by Coach Camardella. Well, welcome on.
1: Great to be with you, Cam. It's nice to see you even if we're not in person.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I guess starting off, um, Matt Woollock, who recently committed IMG, yeah. So, uh what's it like to see a uh, have a player go on to the next level?
1: It you know, it's each and every year it's it's special. Um, you know, and I I work closely with Matt um and his family, you know, he was re- being recruited by a, a few schools and really came down to, you know, he's being recruited by Augustana, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the top D threes in the country. Uh and it's for me I always joke with their staff. It's hard for me to say that as as an, a proud Illinois Wesleyan alum. Yeah. Um it's but <laughs> you know, he ended up making a decision for himself and you know, to give himself the best chance of success. You know, it's it's difficult now. I don't know what and I haven't talked to him in a few weeks to see what he he might be thinking about in terms of going to Florida with the current spike in cases down there. Mm-hmm. Um so it's there's a lot of moving pieces, but in terms of like, you know, watching our young men, you know, really reach for their dreams in high school and then move on to the next level, it's been great
0: yeah for sure, and so you have players a lot that commit to college. so what would you say your favorite part about seeing people get recruited and all that is?
1: I think that it's it's both a wonderful thing and a very difficult thing because mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll sometimes you know have guys that that want to go as high as possible um even if it might not be the best fit um I think it always comes down to to finding a spot that that really wants you and that you really want yeah. um and so I know it's it sometimes can seem alluring and exciting if, you know, you've got 10, 15, 20 colleges that are interested in you mm-hmm. and our our soon to be senior Chase Larson is dealing with that right now. You know, there's I've been on the phone with probably 15 different colleges and universities as, as they're calling um, over interest for Chase. And so it's, it's both exciting, but it's daunting as you're trying to process, you know, where you have to pick one and, you know, it's really, weighing all the different factors that go into a, a real decision like that. And so playing a small role and uh, being able to share my experiences as both a, a player and a coach, um, yeah, it's an honor. I take it really seriously.
0: Yeah, and so you played at Wesleyan, right?
1: I did. Yeah, and so if you can tell, I'm still drinking it? my water, like, <laughs> out of these types of <laughs>
0: – <laughs> Yeah. So how would you say the recruitment process has kind of changed since when you got recruited Wesleyan? Let's
1: so, it, it has been – such a drastic drastic change mm-hmm. um and what i mean by that is you know being a guy who who played in the mid and late 90s um you know the aau was just getting started mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is like it was never ever a chance for even some of the best players in our area to get on an au team because it was just for the top select players in the state um and so for us, it was you know we were playing at I'll never forget we played at Gary Marava, um, which was a, a a local park district in Prospect Heights off Camp McDonald Road. That's where we used to to get a lot of games in mm-hmm. during the summer. But in terms of like getting out and having college coaches see you, you know it just it just didn't really happen. Um, you couldn't send film out like that wasn't a thing yet, uh-huh. and so it really came down to to taking visits. You know, my my head coach uh, at Hersey in the 90s was Don Raleigh, and he helped me, you know, and I, I tore my knee up junior year, so I didn't play at all, so I only played senior year. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, it was about taking a lot of visits that summer between junior and senior year. And and now, you know, young men and, and women are getting recruited far earlier and have a lot more avenues to to sort of get their film out there and get their name out there. And I think it's a really good thing, but I think it also becomes almost numbing for college coaches. Yeah. Because everyone's got a highlight film and everyone's got, you know, people hyping them. And so it's it really is about sifting through to find the players you're interested in. And it allows the players to then find a place that that they're interested in as well. Yeah, for
0: sure. And then so like would you say now with the more influence of like AAU teams that gives a lot more people an opportunity and it's a lot easier for kids to at least go D three.
1: Yeah, I think without a doubt. Um, And I mean, to give you an idea is I, I played with a bunch of guys who, who weren't really recruited at Wesleyan, but who would come out, get runs in with us during open gym uh, in the fall, like heading into the preseason. And then, you know, other guys who, who would eventually try and make the team, even though they weren't recruited. And so it's, it, that happened a lot. And I think nowadays, that's happening far less, if at all, it's just not really a thing. So.
0: So like there's a lot more walk-ons and stuff
1: back then. There were a lot of walk-ons for D3. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is because it just was, was sort of a sign of the time is like, there'll be players now that get overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I think back then there were even more just because it, there weren't that many chances. There weren't that many tournaments to go out and see players. Um, not at the highest level, but definitely at, at the lower NCAA levels. Mm-hmm. I think you
0: can shift over to Meadows a little bit. Max Christie committing that MSU. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on that?
1: I'm, I'm just happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I say this a lot, but like I cheer for Max 363 days a year. <laughs> it, it, outside of the two days that we play, play him each each year. Um, you know, he is, he's to me, he's like the consummate, high school student athlete. Um, and I mean, I've been working camps with him that he's attended since he was in, you know, elementary school and junior high, you know, we run that camp horseshoe up in the North woods of Wisconsin, you know, he and his brother have come up there before. Um, and so he's just the whole time, you know, he's a fierce competitor. Um, but for me, it's just that he's a really great representative of his family, um, of his program, of his high school, you know, I'm a proud opponent of his, um, but I'm also a huge supporter. And I think that's the beauty of the sport is um, there's a lot of us who it's weird to say that are like in his corner cheering for him. You know, we've got we've got our program has a lot of ties to Michigan State. You know, uh, an alum named Tom Wolf played there. Um, and then my former player, Andrew Novak, was uh student manager and then a graduate assistant for, for Tom Izzo. And then Brian Novak, his younger brother, just finished up at Michigan State and was a four-year student manager. And so we've been – I've been a Spartan fan. Predominantly, my mom's from Michigan. <laughs> and, uh, and so to see Andrew and Brian go to Michigan State was great, and it allowed me to support them even more. And uh, now that Max is going there, it's, it gives me even more reason to be, to be an excited Spartan fan.
0: Yeah, definitely. Did his, did his decision uh, surprise you at all? Because I know a lot of people are speculating he might go to Duke.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's that would be a, a conversation I'd love to have with them of how a how a young man who's in his late teens processes how many adults are, are telling him what he's going to do with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's yeah, I would just love the conversation. He's he's without a doubt the the highest profile mid suburban league player ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to have conversations with anybody who wants to disagree with me. I I think he is the best player almost. And I will say maybe not best player yet. He still needs, you know, his senior year. But yeah. without a doubt, the the most heralded player, the most hyped player. I don't know how many, you know, guys in MSL history have played for Team USA and brought home a gold medal. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, yeah, I'm just uh, – it doesn't surprise me. I'm so glad he's playing in the Big Ten. You know, I'm a proud subscriber to the Big Ten Network, and and I'm excited to be able to you know to watch all his games, and you know, um, no, it didn't surprise me at all. And I, in reading the the Sun Times article and the interview they had in there with him, it made perfect sense. You know, and I watched the uh, the announcement video with Andy Katz Mm -hmm. that was broadcast. Uh, I didn't get to see it live, but I mean, you just see see a young man who who really has priorities in order um, and he was really able to to convey why he chose Michigan State and it made perfect sense to me.
0: Yeah for sure and do you believe he's going to be a one and done or do you think he's going to try to stay there as long as possible?
1: Oh um, it's a great question. I you know I I think each player is different in the same way that going back to your initial question about you know like Matt Wallach choosing IMG um, over maybe a, a career at Augustana you know dealing with Chase Larson, figuring out what he's looking for out of his school, and then maybe Owen Schneider, maybe a couple other guys um, that'll eventually come to these decisions. It's, for me, more important that Max feels that whatever his path is, that he knows that Coach is going to support it. And I think that's one of the reasons that he chose, is, you know, Izzo's coach legends, you know? And, you know, Michigan State is, yeah, it's top five program in the country. So I I could see it being... You know, if he has as as powerful of a freshman year as I think some of us assume he will, um, who knows where his stock's at? You know, and all those. I think we're we're in an interesting time though, because what are the chances that that we have a full NCAA season? I don't know. And if we don't have a full season, I don't think there's any way that that NBA teams are gonna you know take that large of a of a chance on this. There's just so many unknowns. I, I could very easily see him staying longer, um, but I would never put a ceiling on the kid either. I mean, he's, he's blown me away with how much he's improved from year to year anyway.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I know his brother also got an offer Cam Christie mm-hmm. to, Michigan. say, do you think he's might follow along Max's footsteps or?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question is like the, I was trying to think of like the best, the best way is like I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Like, The greatest time for like an overload of information mm-hmm. is before someone has a lot of experience. And so like, I think even what Max has dealt with right now, like he's had, you know, probably a wilder high school career thus far than just about every other player in the country with his travels and Team USA and the hype. And, you know, it is, you know, Cam, who's without a doubt a talent of his own. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's got a lot of information to process. Mm-hmm. and and depending, I mean, he's still three three years short of graduating high school, and, you know, he's, I think he's got a, a lot of basketball ahead of him to see if a place like Michigan State or Ohio State is the best fit. Because um, a lot can change in in a year. I mean, a few months ago, we were playing a sectional semi in Gene Walker, and now we're, right? Uh, yeah, so it's, I just, I, all I would hope for him and for, for any player is that, you know, they they take a serious look at their talent. They take a look at, at what they're looking for out of an experience. You know, I've had a lot of players go to Division One schools and, and have average or, you know, below average experiences. And so mm-hmm. I think uh, from an outsider's perspective who watches a lot of basketball, people might hear, for example, wow, Duke's recruiting you. Isn't that awesome? How could anybody say no to Duke? Well, if it's not exactly what a player's looking for, I get it. You know, and that's not a knock. Coach K is the best in the business and that program needs no introduction. But it, you know, for, for Cam, I think it's really important that, that he and his mom and his dad and his brother just, yeah, they figure out what they're, they're really looking for out of an experience. And I think Max did that and I, I would imagine Cam will do the same. And if it's Michigan State or Ohio State, great. And if it's something else, I wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then I guess we go over to another opponent he faced, Cam Craft. who's also been getting a lot of offense. Yeah. Do you think he's going to kind of be in the same way as Max Christie? Or?
1: Yeah, I think they, they're a little bit different of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I mean by that is like when – I mean, Cam is just a straight-up scorer. Like he'll, mm-hmm. just, he'll just put points on the board. If you blink, he'll put 10 on you in a second. Um, but in terms of, of how I look at their games – um max is at the point where anytime he's on the court everyone else on his team becomes a better player yeah and this isn't a knock it's just a different day. for cam it's not that way um so when we scout in this past year and um you know in the regular season meadows and and bg beat us both times we played we were on 4 against them this year um what i'm most happy about is is that we we were able to get that regional yeah um but what what I mean is the way we prepared for Max was with the knowledge that when he's on the court, he makes everyone else better mm-hmm. and cam being a year younger, what will make me we're already very respectful of cam what will make me even more respectful is when all of a sudden he starts making guys who are good become even better that's when it's going to he'll go to that next level um, so I'm just in that that's what what I'm sort of waiting to see if i will make that jump in the next year or two.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think the last question um what do you think's going to end up happening if IHSA and COVID make like, are going to get a basketball season?
1: Well, you know I that's one of the reasons that I mean, I've been on the phone and I I could literally it's updating by the minute. Um, in a sense that uh, it was just announced by the IHSA less than an hour ago. They already changed their um, stage 4 return to play mm-hmm. so they they've already so like the th- i can read to you like the three main guidelines are there can no longer be any contact or physical contact among athletes so they've killed all scrimmages mm-hmm. in all games um it says here all persons must always wear masks which to me when it says that all persons must always wear masks, that means players included um and that that would change a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, as soon as I hang up with you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right back on. I have a, a two o'clock Zoom with my staff mm-hmm. as we start to figure this out. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I, I think, you know, I work a lot with the Divinity School at, at Harvard for the course uh-huh. I teach. And, you know, yesterday, the Ivy League canceled all sports through 2020. Yeah. And so that, if you, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the spring, they were the first conference in the country to cancel their tournament, their mm-hmm. basketball tournament, um, and then the whole country followed suit. And so um, I don't know if that's a sign of the times again—if uh, Ivys cancel, all falls, and then everybody else follows. But mm-hmm. I do think it puts substantial pressure on other conferences to to take a look at this because right now, what and, and to give you an idea whether or not you've been paying attention to it. So our super admin or, uh, superintendent's team and our principals mm-hmm. are putting forth their plan for the return to school. So like what it would look like in the classroom this fall. Yeah. That goes to the Board of Education tonight. So we'll know either tonight or tomorrow when I might see you in the hallways again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's, that's stage one. But where I'm currently trying to process whether or not we'll get back on the court is – some of the current guidelines of what's, what would be allowed in the classroom mm-hmm. is in contrast to what is currently being allowed on the fields and courts. Um, and so there, there are some differences, meaning as of right now, it said that, that people didn't need to be masked up until about an hour ago. Now they do, it sounds like. So it's such a, a fluid dynamic changing situation. And so I, I want people to be safe and We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. And so much can change from now until the basketball season. If there's like another spike or if it goes down even, there's so much that could happen.
1: Loads. You're absolutely right.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm proud of you for doing this. I wish wish more people were as driven as you. And <laughs> uh, yeah, let me know if you need anything else in terms of, of interviews, op-eds, you know, if you need me to hype anything on Twitter, if you're if you're posting anything, just let me know. Um yeah, I'm just uh, I'm excited to see where this goes for you, so I look forward to hearing how this Michigan State thing finishes up. Richard, sure. thank you so much. Awesome. Great to see you, Kim. All right, you too.
0: Before our first episode ends, I just would like to go over a few more points that we may not have gone over. One for Max Christie, I think him and when the Moni Bates gets there who recently committed is the number one prospect for Class of Twenty Twenty Two. That's gonna be a very deadly duo. I never got to bring it up with Camerdola, but I just wanted to mention how good of a that those two are going to be from Michigan State. And I also wanted to kind of talk about how, which just happened after the conversation, so we didn't get to talk about it, but um, Big Ten just announced that they're only going to play in conference for football. So they kind of are starting to follow what Ivy League did. And I just wanted to say, say to everybody, thank you guys so much for listening, and hope you enjoyed.